Hey neighbor, it's January and what a better time to talk about seed potatoes. And we may touch on the subject of chitin also. And if you didn't know what chitin was, we're gonna we're gonna discuss that a little further in Word the of the day. Word of the day is chitin. Yeah, we wanna know where you chit at. Yep. All right, so you know it's cold weather. It's blowed in here, folks. Man, we are seeing some pretty hard freezes, mm -hmm. and we prepared for it. We're dealing with it, and uh, we'll get going after this is over. We'll get gardening again. But uh, I hope you all are going to fare the cold weather well. We're nursing a little sinus stuff. Yeah, I'm doing much better this week. I think I gave it to him. Yep, but we're surviving. The hope gift it, of the yeah. crud. I hope everybody's staying warm, and. Uh, we got seed potatoes in, so mm -hmm. we want to talk about seed potatoes because I am, I am uh, amazed how little people know about seed potatoes. People that I think should know things about seed potatoes are asking me questions, and I'm like, dude, you don't know this. We had a customer come in um, yesterday, and uh, she to pick up some potatoes, and she'd never grown them before. Right. Never grown them before. So. so although some of this information that we're going to share with you today has been shared before, and although some of it may seem like it's elementary, a lot of people out there don't know the basics of planting seed potatoes. So mm -hmm. we're going to cover that today along with different varieties. Now, we don't want to be too salesy because I got a message on Facebook yesterday said we'd been being too salesy. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> did you tell them that's how we... Uh... No, I did not. I, I took it and, I got, and they was very nice about it, and I explained to them that I appreciated that message and that sometimes... The only way we know if we did a good job or not is if we look at sales or if we look at views, and that's the way we gauge our metric. But I, I actually took it as constructive criticism. And was it on this show or your video? This show. Really? I think so. I, they, didn't really, they didn't specify each one, but asked not to be quite so salesy. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, okay. Well, that's kind of hard for an e-commerce company that it sells is. seeds. It is, but I think we... Uh, I, um, I, I took it as constructive criticism. Right. You're taking it a little harder, my mom. Well, I was just, just... Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, we're going to talk about potatoes today. And although we have some of them still for sale, we may be sold out on a variety of, of these or two, but we're still going to cover them because we're all about... And this is what I told that person. You know, sometimes we do lose sight that we're actually trying to help people. Our main goal here, and I know some of you are going to think I'm talking out of my head, our main goal is to try to help people. So that's what... As long as we keep that focus, I think we'll be good. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. Mama Hoss is on the quest, if I, you didn't know this, to cook the perfect biscuit. Yeah. Mama Hoss has been doing a lot of work on biscuits. She's She's been uh, cooking different recipes of biscuits. Yeah, so last week, and I didn't show it on the show, I did some buttermilk, and they were huge. They were good, weren't they? They were good. Probably the best ones I ever made. Yeah. So this week... I did some, and they're small, but they're intentionally like this, some cornbread biscuits. And what do you need with cornbread? Cornbread biscuits, you need some meat. Well, what else do you need? You need some red-eye gravy. Some collards. Collards. And in that same book, and I'll put the link below, um, they had a recipe for red-eyed gravy and country ham. You know what made me want this country ham? No. Watching True Grit. Yep. And they were... Andy and Megan. 
Andy Megan was cutting up that country ham. I was like, I just gotta have some. So let me see your plate. I'm gonna have to take this cough drop out because I don't think it's gonna mesh oh, well. that's not gonna mesh well. Get you a little collars here. This ought to help your cold. Yeah, this is the top chalk collar that we have really enjoyed this year. Man, we really enjoyed them. In fact, I think we've eaten more collars than we have any other. And they split that biscuit. Got to split the biscuit. Mm, In no. case y'all folks didn't know that, there's no such thing as the perfect biscuit out there. That's the reason Mama Hoss will never find the perfect <laughs> biscuit. But she's gonna keep trying. Look at that. Ooh, that red eye gravy. Salt that biscuit down good. And that country ham. You can grab it and grab it. There you go. And that right there, folks, is what we had for dinner. Last night? Last night. Off the chain right there. Yeah, I gathered my collards in preparation for this cold weather coming through, just in case. Um, you want to talk about it a little bit? People are, are calling about their onions, um, their carrots, their garlic. Okay, so where we live at, we're talking about 19 to 20 degrees is the coldest that we've got. So at 19 to 20 degrees, you're going to be getting in that range it's a little bit on the iffy side. If we get to 19 degrees and it warms back up the next day, I just had this conversation with, with a, a commercial onion grower just a, just a couple of days ago and I asked him the same questions. If it warms back up pretty soon during the day, so if we have a 19 degree warning but it warms back up to 40 to 50 degrees during the day, those plants are gonna rebound and not have near as much damage. Where we're running into trouble is when it gets down to 19 degrees and we only have a 30 degree high for that day or a 20 degree high for that day where it stays cold. That's where we seem to get a lot of damage is the prolongedness of the coldness. Theoretically, at 19, 20 degrees, your carrots will survive. Uh, your onions will probably survive too without any covering. You may get a little damage, but you're gonna get some damage on some of your leafy greens. Of course, spinach is going to take it well. Collards are going to maybe get a little bit of damage at that point. But there's a lot of factors involved in there as far as how much damage you would get. It's how long it will stay that, that cold there. What you want to do, if you can cover, take the cautionary and cover them. If you've got a small garden and you can cover it, I would go ahead and cover it. I have covered my collards. The things that I really was kind of a little bit worried about that I wanted to keep because we've enjoyed so much, I did cover that. So that would be my advice to you. Cover if you can. And if you've got to let something stay out there that you're not going to cover, I would let it be carrots, spinach, and those things like that, Swiss chard. Those I would probably not cover. And I would put more attention to the things like onions or strawberries. Collars. Strawberries I would definitely cover. I would cover your strawberries. Yeah. Mulch them. Throw a cover on me. If all you have is a sheet, oh yeah, that'll work fine. You don't need a fancy cover. You're actually your strawberry plant's gonna fare pretty well if you let them blooms go, and you're setting fruit. That's where you're gonna run into trouble on strawberries. It's gonna kill all that. And we're still a little bit early for that, but most people have let their strawberries go to bloom by now. I know I have, and that's where you're gonna get in trouble. Oh, uh, I, I have. I've been pinching mine off. Well, you see, you'll be in better shape than than. But mine's in the green stalk, so I can uh, roll it up under the porch and throw a sheet over it. Right. So. 
Yep. That there is a is a meal for kings right there. Mm -hmm. Um grocery store challenge i say we're doing pretty good we're doing pretty good on that right there i don't think we've been to the grocery store and uh so our truck driver that picks up our usps every day somehow or another and i don't know how he come across it, a huge box of coffee yeah huge starbucks box. coffee starbucks coffee and he gave us that here a while back so we've not had to buy any coffee and we drink a pot of coffee every morning mm -hmm. so i noticed the other day that has helped us from going to the grocery store just the coffee thing so we, we're eating up on the, the truck driver's coffee giveaway right now. <laughs> and soup. Soup. We had Which, soup. Yeah. With soup, we're eating out of the garden, the carrots and the onions and um, that kind of stuff. And then I've got chicken that I can that I need to use up. And um, I had some noodles on hand, so and a lot of chicken broth. Yep. So we're doing pretty good with that. Mm. The pantry challenge, I guess, staying out of the grocery store. So let's talk about potatoes. Choosing the right potato to plant in your garden. Um, most people choose the potato based on what they like to eat. Yep. Wouldn't you think so? I think so. What you looking for? My knife, there it is. Oh. We're gonna need my knife. We like the red potatoes, the butterball. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a lot of questions of why we don't sell the russet potato. Our supplier does not uh, offer the russet potato, but I thought about next year we may carry that one. I don't think the russet potato is going to grow well in the garden for most people in the home garden situation. But that's my thoughts. But most but that's the bacon potato. That's right? the bacon potato there. But uh, this may be something we offer next year. So let's see here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine varieties that we carry, and let's go over each and every one of them. You okay. Tell? All right. All right. The first one here is going to be German butterball. Now this is just an average size potato right here. Now this is not your huge potato, but while we're on the subject of German butterball, German butterball is a what we classify as an indeterminate tomato. Uh, tomato potato. Mm -hmm. Potato, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. tomato, tomato potato, now I'm not going to get caught up on determinate and indeterminate potatoes because it really doesn't matter much. And I think a lot of people make too big of a deal out of that. So we're not going to get caught up on that, but I will say this right here. German butterball is a indeterminate type and lends itself best if you're going to plant in a container and you're going to layer. If you're going to plant in a container and you're going to continue to layer, which you did last year, in my opinion, German butterball is the best variety to do it that. Did real well. It lends itself better being an indeterminate type to being able to layer in those vines coming back through, setting fruit again, rinse and repeat all over again. Yeah, so what I do is I put probably about 10 inches of soil, put the potatoes in there, and then as the green leaves pop up, I cover them up with soil, and I just keep doing that until they reach the top of the container. I like this one because it's like, it's got the butter building in. Mm -hmm. That pretty golden. Yep. It's a great roasting potato. It's a good all-around potato right there. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're going to do that, I think it also does pretty good in raised beds, but for container, definitely go with the German butterball. All right, the next one we got here, folks, is the Australian Crescent. Now this is more of a, a longer potato, as you see right there, you see the shape of area? That is common for this variety right here. And this is a good variety also for roasting. Let's see what it looks like inside. It's a nice yellow potato as well, look mm -hmm. at that. It's got more green. Yeah, an older variety that's been around for a long time. It's a good potato. Not the most popular one we sell, but it's definitely a good one. I'm going to cover some of these boutique types first. 
Here is French fingerling, which is another one of those oblong potatoes right here. Now this one is really good for broiling or baking or cooking whole. This one right here is well- I did those in my raised beds, not a container, but the raised beds. Um, and companion planted them with some English peas on both sides of them. And I did it in the, oh, I can't think of it, but where you do the straw mm -hmm. instead of the soil. Right. It did really well last yep. year. French finger is a good one right here also. All right, so there we have covered, we got one more. This right here says Purple Majesty. This is a decent sized potato there. But man, look inside right there. Can you tell a big taste difference in that? I can't, but it is amazing. Look at there. And actually, they'll be like that color when you cook them. Mm -hmm. So if you got kids, I always tell people, if you got kids, grow a few of these right here. These are fun to grow, and you can serve them up some purple mashed potatoes yeah. right there. We had a customer last <coughs> week. He said that's the only kind his wife likes. Really? That's unusual. Mm -hmm. So those four varieties I just covered right there, I... I call those the novelty varieties right there. It's not the mainstay varieties that we plant, but we plant a few of these every year. <coughs> Excuse me. Because we like to mix it up a little bit. The next five I'm gonna cover, however, we call the mainstay varieties that actually put food on the table. Now, this one right here is Kennebec White, and all of these five varieties that I'm going to now are bigger potatoes than what those are right there. Kennebec White, is a, as the name implies, a white potato, as you see inside there. Now, this is one known for I'm the best, the best, that was, a, that was the blue left over from my Purple Majesty right <laughs> okay. there, see there? All right. But it is a white potato, that blue there came from the Purple Majesty. If you like the fried potatoes, mm -hmm. this is the one for you right here, Kennebec White, and it makes a big potato. It's, well, this is a staple variety right here. And let's move on to this one right here. One of the two most popular potatoes that we sell, and for good reason. See how big that potato is right here? This one, folks, is the almighty Yukon Gold. And as we've always said, it's got the butter already made in there. See how yellow it is? Mm -hmm. This one is my favorite variety right here, Yukon Gold. It is pretty. And we got the Viking, which makes a little bit of a smaller potato. The Viking is a is a red potato. You can't tell it's got dirt on it. It's a red potato there. And the Viking there has more of a white inside there. The Viking's a good storing potato. And this is a, also a good staple potato here. Not quite as big as some of the Yukon Golds, but a great potato there. You can do all things with it. Fry, bake, or whatever. And we got Irish cobbler. Now Irish cobbler is the older variety and it's a bigger round potato right there. Known as a good all around staple potato. Kind of a white, white inside right there. A lot of people love the Irish cobbler. It stores well as, as uh, some of the rest of them does there. And then we got our second top seller right here. Folks, this is Red Northern. This is the red potato there. If you want to plant new potatoes, what people call new potatoes, red potatoes, this is the one here. Makes a big potato as you see right there. Mm. White potato inside. And this right here with the Yukon Gold is our top two sellers. Yeah, so we may be out of some of the five pounds on that. We may be out of some of all of them. Not all of them, but some of the rest of them were out of stock on some of them selling good. So if you want any of these, 
go to the website without me sounding too salesy and find out what you got, what you want and get them. This one right here, uh, I'm probably gonna plant this one again with the Yukon Gold Shell. I plant mixed up a little bit. I think you like these better, mm -hmm. the red ones, and you do the Yukon Gold. I think they hold up better. They may. Uh, the Red Norland is a little bit better potato, as far as red potato, to plant in the south than the red Pontiac yeah. is, in my opinion. When That's I can potatoes, I like to can yep. those. That's the reason we don't carry the Pontiac, because I think the Norland's a better variety down here than that. So there you have it, folks. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about how many potatoes you need to plant. Okay. So... We, a simple formula is five pounds of potatoes, which is what we sell them in as the five pounds bags, will plant 25 feet, a 25 foot row. If you cut them up. Yeah, if you cut them up. Um, and when to plant your potatoes. Now we've got people biting at the bits to get their potatoes to plant. The we actually was sitting with a guy and uh, we just started a conversation with a guy from Tampa. Out of the blue, and he says he's already planted his. Mm -hmm. um, zone 10. Now. 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 Up until the end of January. Yep. So um, we're trying to get out Florida and Louisiana's this week. Yes. So you should have yours this week. Zone 9 will start next week. Plant February 1st through the end of February? Well, yeah, so, yes, yes. Now, Zone 9 comes... That's just a, a guide. Yeah, Zone 9 comes a big area. Mm -hmm. We're in Zone 9 now, so I don't like to plant mine until the end of February. So if you're in the bottom part of Zone 9, I say, yeah, you can plant them the 1st of February. If you're at the top part, toward the end of February is the best way to look at that. Zone 8? Eight. 8, end of February. 1st of March. You can get by mm -hmm. planting them 1st of March. We've had cold spells before, wet spells where I couldn't plant them, and uh, I planted up into the first week of March. You'll be fine. So mm -hmm. zone eight, anywhere from uh, the 15th of February to the 15th of March, somewhere in there. Seven, Zone March. seven, March, yeah, the month of March. Six. Uh, May, what we got there? Yeah, no, March 15th to April 15th on Zone 6. And if some of you guys out there in Zone 6 disagrees with what we're telling, put it in the comments below because mm -hmm. you may know better than some of these uh, zones that we're not as familiar with. All right. Zone 5. Ooh, that's getting on up there. Sometime in April. And Zones 3 and 4. Well, Zone 4, I would say definitely May. And Zone 3, you guys going to be... May, June, June plant yours. Yeah. Y'all, they grow as a summer crop up there. So mm -hmm. there you have it there. All right, so let's get into the point of the eyes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know this right here. Now I'm going to pick out this, this potato right here because I've already cut this one in half right here. And you see, as you get your potatoes, these eyes may not be pronounced. Like that. Like the one is on the end here. See that little indention right there? That is an eye. Just on this half of the potato, I'm gonna count the eyes. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There is ten eyes on half of a potato right there. Now, let's explain to you all the way we do this. There's a lot of information out there on the internet of people doing things different. I see where people plant the whole potatoes all the time. We'll plant the whole potato work Absolutely, it will work. And if you 
feel a little bit on the wasteful side, go ahead and do that. We never plant the whole potatoes. We always cut ours up because we want to make the most out of what we got. Even if I've got more potatoes than what I need, I still cut them up. And if I've got some left over, I share them with a neighbor or a friend. I just think it's wasteful to plant a whole potato there. So how many eyes do you think you need? Three? Uh, two. Two okay. to three. Two to three. So the way I would do this right here, and this is what I do, is I get in the barn because it's going to be a cold day, and me and my dog sit down there, and I get my pocket knife out, and I start cutting my potatoes, and I put them in a bucket as I cut them. Now, I don't get real. I cut my potatoes up, and I do it quick because if you mess up and don't get two eyes or if you get four eyes, it's okay. Don't get down to the science of it and try to get this right. So what I do is sit here, and I go through there just like that right there. I cut that. I'd cut that, and I'd probably cut that right there, somewhere right there. Just that quick, I have cut that potato in four different pieces right there, and I've got two to three eyes. I got. Four and where the one. eye is is where the green stem and the leaves yep. are going to come right. up. So let's get this right here. There's two on this one right here that I just cut. See that eye right there is very. You just it's a little indention there, and you're very. You can hardly see it there. We get a lot of calls where people say, my potatoes don't have any eyes. Believe me, folks, your potatoes got eyes out there. You <laughs> might not conceal them, but they got eyes. So you want to plant that right there. Now, when we do this right here, we put them in a bucket and we let them uh, chit. We're chitting our potatoes. And that's C-H-I-T-T-I-N-G. Mm -hmm. You chit on the bucket. I chit on the bucket. And uh, I have chit on the floor before. Just lay them out on the floor. Mm -hmm. In a chair? I've not really put them in a chair. I've chit on the countertop. I've put them on the countertop yeah, before. Yeah, I have in the kitchen. You've chit in the kitchen before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I normally do it on buckets, the best way to do it. But anyway, when you do that right there, the chit process is where that potato heals over there. It takes what, three or four days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just, that's like seals the potato so it's not prone to rotten. Now, these people out there that will put sulfur on them, back in the day, we did a little thing years ago using bark, fur bark dust, fur bark dust, put them on there. Folks, I've been doing it for, how long have you been planting potatoes? 57 years? <laughs> yeah. Probably... I've been doing it 50, well, probably 45 to 50 years. We've never had an issue. Mm -hmm. I've maybe had two years in my life where my potatoes rotted on me, and it was because I planted them in a low spot and they got too much rain. Yeah. Never have I ever seen the reason to put sulfur on them or to put any type of anything on there to help seal them. And I have cut them up and put them right in the ground. I have too. If I'm and running short on time? Short on time. Now, what's going to happen is it's going to take them a little longer to sprout to come up. But you see that eye right there? If I was to plant this potato today and it was time to plant them, I would plant them if I needed to. I was going out of town or I was running restaurant time. It's just going to take that potato another extra week to 10 days to sprout if I ground. It's no big deal. However, where I prefer to have them at is a little bit further than this stage right here. See this eye here starting to sprout and come out? Mm -hmm. I would like to have them just a little bit before that if I wanted perfection. You could plant this into the, uh, the ground and it's going to sprout and come out a little bit quicker. But don't stress it. They will continue to come up and grow fine. Now, I don't like them to get too long. If they get too long, they start breaking off, then that's not really a good thing there at that point. You want to put your potatoes, after you cut them, uh, you can let them sit and let them heal over for up to two weeks. 
and they'll be fine. So you got plenty of time there to, uh, now if, what if you get your potatoes and you're not ready to cut them up? You want to lay them out in a cool, dry place. Just as if dark. you were to store potatoes you bought at a grocery yeah. store. And then when you get ready to chit your potatoes, then you want to get your bucket out and chit your potatoes. And when you plant them, you want to plant them with eyes up. Yes, yes. For you folks on the West Coast, you never plant a potato like that. You always plant a potato like that. When you say West Coast. West Coast folks are a little slower. <laughs> yeah, I had to draw it out for them. West Coast folks would be out to do something like that. But you want to plant them with the eyes up. How deep? Oh, man, that's a good one there. I plant mine maybe an inch, two inches deep. How far apart? Uh, I plant mine about six inches apart. You can go a little bit closer now, a little bit further now. That's just the way I do it. In containers, I do a little bit closer. Yep. But I do plant the smaller ones. Mm -hmm. and, and now, now, your grandmother, how old is your grandmother? 97. You, now she tells the story back in the Depression that they used to cut the eyes out and they would save the inner part of the potato to eat. Yeah. Which I don't doubt. I, mean, I, I think she's legit mm -hmm. on, on her story there. Because they don't need all that. They just need... They just needed eye. Now, this day and point, we don't do that. But that's how scary food was back then. They would cut out the eyes very carefully and plant that eye and, and actually save the potatoes cooked because food was so scary. Mm. Yep. She could tell a lot like more that. stories than that, but that was always a good one that I, yeah. I thought was interesting. We need to have her on here one day. Whew. I don't know about that. <laughs> Bless her heart. She might get to talking yeah, stuff we don't want to talk. Man, talk she loves to talk. <clears throat> Anything else? Irrigation. Irrigation. I don't put drip irrigation on my potatoes. I don't. I overhead water my mine. I have done it before, but I normally don't. don't. Potatoes are fairly... Uh, Tolerant or some dry weather, and normally early in the springtime we get, get plenty of rainfall. Rain. So I, I don't invest in a drip irrigation for those. Fertility, it doesn't hurt to put some pre-plant organic fertilizer down before that. I use a complete organic, work it into the soil, and then after my potatoes emerge, it's time to fertilize and it's time to heal. Heal is when we throw soil and just about <laughs> cover them up. It never happens every year. After potatoes come up, we're going to get a cold spell. Mm -hmm. And everybody freaks out about their potatoes. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is something you don't need to worry a whole lot about. What you want to do, if you get a cold spell and your potatoes are just coming up, you want to go there and you want to cover them with dirt or you want to cover them with pine straw. Or if you got a row cover, you can cover them with that. If you'll cover them up, they may burn back a little bit, but they'll sprout and come right back out. There's no need to... Uh, fret a lot about the cold and it happens just about every year every year every year i'll go in there and heal mine real tight that's h-i-l-l heal them real tight and then i'll uh, maybe cover them just a little bit. i have covered them with pine straw mm -hmm. before yeah i have to yep so then you potatoes easy to grow i think everybody should be growing potatoes and i'll tell you the reason why great food source right here we put these in the barn and we eat them on we eat them eat them on, on we eat on these for at least six months out of the year mm -hmm. We have a steady supply of potatoes right there. Yeah. Doesn't cost a lot, fun to grow, and a great food source without having to rely on electricity or refrigeration. In a couple of years, I've kept some back and used these to plant in the fall yep. for my fall potatoes. Absolutely works. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people this year grew fall tom uh, tomatoes, potatoes. You hung up on tomatoes. I hung up on tomatoes. Can't wait. Can't uh -huh. wait. Yep. 
So there you have it, folks. If you've never grown it before, try growing it. I grow mine on the flat because I grow a lot of potatoes. I'm the one that has the task of growing our storage potatoes for the year, so I have to grow a lot of them. She grows them in raised beds and grow bags, and we do that so that we can understand if you don't have much room, you can grow potatoes in raised beds and containers and do well. If not, if you want to grow a bigger supply, do it on the flat, as we say, and potatoes are easy to grow. Yeah. Grow them on your patio. Grow them on your patio. Just grow potatoes. How about that? Just do it. All right. So maybe, maybe we have encouraged you to grow potatoes if you haven't ever before. Or if you have, maybe we've enlightened you a little bit. And try a variety that you maybe not tried before. Don't plant a lot of them. But some of these novel varieties, give them a shot. <coughs> and one more thing. Um, we get calls about, can they go to the grocery store and plant those potatoes? <laughs> and if they're organic potatoes, we had a lot of people say they've tried it and it works. Um, sometimes they're treated with um, anti-sprouting agents. Anti-sprouting agents, and they might not give you as. Yeah, if you are going to do that, try to buy organic potatoes, and you'd probably be better off. Mm -hmm. Okay, garden spotlight. You got the pictures. Yep. This week. <laughs> excuse me. Is um. Elaine Sawyer in zone eight, and she has eight full raised beds. I gotta get my coach up. Go ahead. And she is growing a bunch of different things. Oh man, that's beautiful right there. Mm -hmm. So she's got some onions, some cabbage, lettuce, carota carrots. I got gardening. Look at her greenhouse. Look at those walkways. That's <laughs> nice. Very well organized. Collard, spinach, celery, radishes, chard, sweet peas, um, garlic. I may have missed a few. But thank you, Elaine, for sending that Heck to yeah. us. Elaine, you got it going on, girl. That is a beautiful garden. Love the way you did your walkways there. I'm going to show it one more time. Yeah. And the greenhouse in the back. Yep. And if you want to send us your photos, there's a link under Hulsh University that says submit your garden pictures. And thank you, Elaine, for yep. sending that in. All right, so also folks, on the set here somewhere is the old goat. If you find the old goat, put it in the comments below where that old goat's at. And next week we'll have a draw to see who the winner is. But this week's draw, last week's winner is Terry Allred. Terry Send us your shipping, shipping information to cussservehostools.com and you will be the lucky winner of a fabulous pair of Hoss Get Dirty Socks. Now, be the envy of the neighborhood wearing them socks. Send us a picture where your socks so Yeah. In the should, garden. We, wanna, we had a customer do that. I sent her yeah. a yeah. mm -hmm. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope all y'all fare the cold well cold weather well stay warm stay blessed help somebody if you can and help yourself and get outside when it's all over with and get dirty mm -hmm.